Good morning, everyone. So lovely to see you all here and welcome to everyone who is listening to us later on the podcast. Hello out there. Welcome to a new month of teen contemplation. We're here in the month of March. And for uh, friends joining us here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're preparing for our transition into spring. And our theme for this month is clearing. Just simply the word clearing. Realizing when we have some congestion of sorts built up and we are looking for ways through that congestion. And this can be interpreted, I think, in a lot of different ways, just depending on what we need and uh, what resonates with us. You know, maybe for some of us, the clearing is more of a physical practice where it's a rearranging of the home, a rearranging of things in life's order, you know, what supports us moving from the more introspective, darker time of year towards more light and more activity, just more stimulation where everything slowly but surely. And for some of us, this clearing might be um, much more oriented internally. You know, we're realizing we're just saturated. <laughs> I think a lot of us can relate to feeling very saturated at the moment. I have to admit, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday. Uh, who I hadn't spoken to in quite a while on the phone. And she says, Oh, you sound tired. It ain't that just damn it, the worst thing to be told. <laughs> but also, you know, we feel that in, in some spaces that we don't have to put on the voice, right? Or the, uh, the, the projection, the clothing that we do to present ourselves in people who don't know us as well. But dang, it is still like, you get called on it. You're like, oh, <laughs> but you know what? I am tired. I think a lot of us are tired. It's okay to admit that, right? And so this clearing, you know, this realizing that we've got a congestion of some stuff. We've got some saturation. Um, there is as much to be done with that, right? And so that's going to be our exploration this month for how we learn to make that space, how we learn to start to create more of a sense of ease and peace within ourselves, even when that seems like that is in direct opposition to everything else that is surrounding us. Um, that's important work to do. Thich Nhat Hanh says that peace is a practice. Like peace is not a, a destination. It's not a checkbox, it's a practice. That means we have to do it every dang day, right? We show up in, in little ways, and those little ways start to mean something over time. And one of those little ways is with our tea. So let's go ahead and make ourselves cozy and comfortable for our practice, inviting into the space whatever we need on this clearing journey. Clearing does not necessarily have to imply a starkness. It doesn't have to imply that there's nothing. It's actually more when the material that is in the space is intentional, we can start to see the space between those things. And that space between starts to really mean a lot. So whatever it is that supports you, right? So that might be some candles and some things from nature, 
rearranging house plants, even if it's just for the morning, it's just for our time together, something that feels more like we can connect with the earth outside. Maybe it's a little cozy mat for your tea bowl. It's a blanket for your lap, whatever it is, bring those things close. Let's make ourselves nice and comfortable. Let's take a moment to adjust the posture, adjust how we're sitting. That we're centered on whatever cushion or chair we're sitting on. Let's start with connecting with our feet, just an awareness of where our feet are, whether they are both flat on the floor, we're sitting in a chair, we can feel the floor beneath our toes and the soles of the feet and our heels. Or maybe our legs are tucked underneath us if we're sitting on the floor and so we're just noticing our feet resting on the floor or on the back of the calves. Take a moment to wiggle the toes a little bit. Let's come back into the sense of our whole body here. So starting with the toes, saying hello, saying good morning to our whole body. And inviting this awareness, this sensation to travel up the body. And if it feels comfortable for you and you're in a place where this is accessible and you're okay, maybe it might look a little strange in a public space, but if you're just by yourself, we can maybe even use our hands for an assistance. So just giving our ankles a little bit of a smush and a little bit of a hello and working way up the calves, just like a little touch point, just noticing physical of you. Giving our knees a little squeeze, a little rub. Working our way up the thighs. Noticing there might be some tension there, especially if we sit a lot. Oof. Some smushy points this morning. Maybe working our way up to the hips, the low back. Smush the thumbs into the low back. around the waist and the mid back and just however high up you can reach whatever feels comfortable. We could bring the hands to rest on the front of the abdomen on the belly. Just feeling the breath move underneath the hands. feel free to make your breath as full as you like in this moment there's this phrase taking a clearing breath and it's like what does that even mean it means whatever you need it to mean so maybe your breath is a little deeper a little noisier we can hear the air moving through the nostrils And the exhale can be out through the mouth or slowly through the nose in the way that we can still hear it. And just noticing our breath moving underneath our hands. Connecting back with our physical form.
And then if you like, we can continue this little, just quick check in with the rest of ourselves. So maybe rubbing the hands together, kind of slowly and intentionally squeezing the fingers, interlacing the fingers together and getting them a little squeeze. And taking our thumbs and smooshing our thumbs into our palms, one hand at a time. And gently squeezing the back of the hand as we do this as well. And don't forget to get that little area between the thumb and the first finger. And we can just give a couple little wrist rolls. It's just in like a non sharp way, just very gently, just rolling the wrists in one direction and rolling in the other way. And then now giving our forearms a little squeeze, starting at the wrist and just working away up the forearm on each arm all the way up to the elbow. Oh, that little spot just below the elbow, right at the top of the forearm. Oh my gosh. That's just little smushes, little wake up. And we can work our way up to the upper arm. And whatever arm that you are smushing, just let that arm, the hand, the wrists, the forearm, just be slack in your lap for a moment. While you're working on that upper arm, try not to hold anything. And then when you like, move over to the other side, smush the other arm. Get in letting the hand and the wrist and the forearm of that arm just lay slack in your lap while you're working on the upper arm. And then releasing, and we could do a couple shoulder rolls, just nice and slow. Rolling backwards or forwards, whichever way you start with, just go with it. And then now going the other direction. And then bringing the hands up to the back of the neck. And just feel the coolness of your hands in the back of the neck. It's that contrast of temperature, the inside of the palm of the hand to the back of the neck. And if you feel called to, you could do a little smushing here too, or you could just simply notice that presence of your own touch on the back of your neck. If you like, you might even want to bring the hands up through the hair, through the scalp. You can mess up your hair if you want, or just simply notice the feeling of the top of your head. The feeling of the skin around the temples, the forehead itself.
it might feel nice to just kind of bring the fingertips across the forehead, make a little slow sweeping, soothing motions from the center to the out, the hairline. When you feel ready, releasing the hands to the lap. Once again, taking a few smooth, easy breaths in and out to the depth that feels comfortable and accessible for you right now. And just notice the sound of your breath. As you exhale, just invite whatever is able to let go, whatever little surface tension that we were able to bring to the surface there to make it a little bit more noticeable and accessible so that we can just dust it off, exhale it out, just whatever little bit can go, invite it to go. Notice a little bit of silence here now in your space after this bit of movement and breathing. Just notice where there's quiet. And now when you feel ready, go ahead and pick up whatever tea that you have brought with you today. Whatever little tea friend that felt good to practice with this morning. Take a moment to just hold your tea in your hands, whatever little dish or container it might be in. Pausing here for just a moment of gratitude, just to acknowledge the space that we're creating when we come to sit down with our tea. When we come to breathe and to feel in the body. And lifting your tea to your nose. some just comfortable in-breaths and out-breaths here just noticing as the leaves start to warm with our exhale
Notice whatever little fragrance is released by the leaves as we do this. And whenever you're ready, just taking a little bit of tea, a little small pinch of leaves, and placing those in your bowl, however much you feel that you need today, a little bit more, a little bit less than usual. And then go ahead and make any movement that you need to get your hot water. Just taking your time, moving nice and easy, very non-rushed way, even if that is stepping away to another part of your room to pick up the kettle. We're not on a timed lunch break here. We're just enjoying some tea, enjoying some space. So just don't need to rush. Just making your way back to your seat whenever you do. Allowing yourself to settle back into the cushion, back into the chair. Feel the feet beneath you again. Feel the ground beneath you again. And once we're steady and grounded, we can go ahead and slowly add water over our leaves. And just watch the point in the bowl where the water is actually making contact with the leaves. Watch as the leaves start to slowly lift off the bottom of the bowl and float. Water fills the bowl. And just add as much water as you feel that you need to make a nice cup of tea. And then once the bowl is full, just pausing for a moment, just observe the water and the leaves together. And then setting the kettle down. And as we wait here for a little bit for our tea to start to soften and for flavor and aroma to start to be released into the bowl We're waiting for the leaves to stretch out We're watching the color darken We're watching the steam slowly start to dissipate We can notice the slowness of these little shifts and changes inside ourselves too. Let's just take a moment to listen to your your breathing, your in and your out breath. As you're listening to your breathing, seeing if you can notice the areas of your body that move and rise 
and fall with each breath. It's the physical sensation of those spaces. If it feels comfortable, we can pick up the bowl and we can bring it to our nose and breathe in the aroma that's being offered. Notice how that shifts our relationship to awareness of the present moment. There's something that is unfolding in front of us right underneath our noses in this moment. We're inviting this warmth and this awareness into the body. So let's just enjoy a minute here together of just quiet, just breathing with our tea. Noticing where that takes us. And then if it feels okay for you, we can take a sip of the tea. Noticing the sensation inside the mouth. So this peak of warmth. And notice different areas inside the mouth that come alive with the tea the roof of the mouth and inside the cheeks, surface of the tongue, the sides of the tongue, all the way to the back of the throat. We notice what that's like to be made aware of something. Something happening inside allows us to turn 
that lens that is externally rotated inward in ourselves, working with our tea, just enjoying the simple joy of a sip of tea. And whenever you feel ready, moving just as you like, taking another sip. Maybe with a bit more fullness now. Noticing what it feels like to exhale after we have this sip of tea. We might even feel our shoulders softening. A sense of unwinding in the front of the body, center of the chest, front of the abdomen. It might feel nice to just close our eyes for a second. As we exhale and just breathe out that tea. And listening closely, just whenever we feel called to take in a little bit more tea, doing so. So we don't need permission to take that tea. We just listen for when we need the tea. And we enjoy a sip. We hydrate ourselves. We take care of ourselves. We take a sip and we breathe. As we're doing this, you might notice that just like enjoying a cup of tea is itself a process, it's adding leaves to the cup and then hot water and letting it sit. And then we slowly start to make our way through the cup. And the tea is also changing the whole time that we're doing this. It starts out kind of bright and on the lighter side and slowly starts to get deeper, earthier and more full flavored. So making a cup of tea and enjoying a cup of tea is a process. And creating the space for clearing is also a process. We cannot come to our cushion and sit down and demand an immediate relaxation, an immediate release of everything that makes us tired, everything that makes us congestion. It's a process.
so as we're enjoying our tea, what we're figuring out is what do we need to respond to that process? What helps us to engage with it in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming, that doesn't feel like more work to do? What moves the needle, even if it's just a little small amount? What helps you to be able to take a fuller breath to soften your shoulders, to relax your jaw? What helps you to more fully appreciate the flavor and the held comfort of this cup of tea? It is a process. I'd like to invite you to just take three breaths and at the end of each exhale and at the top of each inhale, I invite you to practice waiting, settling into the pause, waiting for the breath itself, waiting for the physical body to ask for the breath to continue. Okay. Three breaths, the bottom of the exhale and at the top of the inhale, pausing and listening to the body, waiting for it to request for the breath to come back in or out. Moving at the pace of your breath.
one of my favorite details, theoretical minutiae that I've learned about pranayama, the uh, yogic branch, the branch of yoga practice or discipline that involves breathing techniques, but also on a deeper level, um, the word literally means the release or the liberation of the restraint on prana, the vitality of the body, or, you know, depending on your orientation, the spirit. Prana can also be defined that way. So one of my, my favorite learnings in this subject uh, was from Gregor Mela, his, uh, his book on pranayama. And in it, he, he discusses this principle that in skillful retention practices, so this is called kumbhaka in the Sanskrit, and it doesn't just refer to holding the breath, but uh, holding the breath is maybe the beginning of, of kumbhaka. Uh, that kumbhaka, when, when practiced, like when, when you get it, right, when it's proficient in you, uh, it ha one of the effects of kumbhaka is that it dissolves karma. And so what, what does that mean? You know, and I, this is a, this is really a moment in yoga philosophy where I'm like, that's magic. Uh, so by by holding and cultivating this repose within the flow of the breath, and doing these, um, I mean this doing something in this range of internal practice that really is, I think, at its heart is about inviting the fullness of your attention into something. Inviting the fullness of your attention into something while the breath is paused. Like, I am fully here. All of the energy of this mind, all of the power of this heart is here. and. Obviously, that's a, that's a very paradoxical, tricky thing. That's a tricky skill to develop. Right? <clears throat> and so, if, <laughs> if and when that is accomplished, then one's sort of burden of past action is lightened in some way. And I'm no pranayama expert. But I have ex I've definitely experienced the feeling of that, the somatic experience of being lightened by these um, pauses. And so it's, it's not that we can, you know, change the past right? that's not that's not what the principle is saying you know karma is the accretion of the past in the in the now really right? 
And so while this breathing practice that I'm doing, you know, in this, my own little vessel here, uh, doesn't have the ability to change the world in that way. I, ca I can't, I can't release the, the karma of our relational field. But what I can do is allow or create the condition for me to be um, a lot more grounded in my present experience and able to maybe learn from the past, um, make skillful directions and orientation toward a future path. So I'm thinking about this today as a kind of clearing. And I'm also thinking about just the literal impossibility of being tranquil most of the time in this moment. Just not, not in the cards, if you're at all here. Sometimes in moments where I feel very tuned into that quality of our shared existence, where it's just like things are awful, right? I, I feel that things are awful, right? And one could argue that things have been awful since the moment I arrived on earth. Um, but when I, when I feel very in touch with the tragedy or the horror of injustice, climate emergency. Um, you know, I don't need to list. <laughs> You've got the list. Um, <clears throat> when I feel really in touch with that, the seat of the teacher feels really wobbly sometimes. You know, it's like, what am I doing here? What, what do I possibly have to offer as a balm in this environment? Uh, and that's an open question, honestly. But one of the things that I'm learning from being in community with students right now is that it seems like the most important thing that we can do is share our suffering with each other. It feels less about me, you know, bringing some nugget into the space and more about just trying to cultivate conditions where people feel affirmed and welcome to just really show up with their entirely broken hearts. This makes me think about one of the many beautiful things that Elisa Commerce has said uh, while I've been studying with her. When um, George Floyd was murdered and uh, the uprisings began, um, Elisa started, uh, she really switched her uh, approach to contemplative space um, and she began 
holding contemplative practice specifically oriented around uh, anti-racist praxis. And <clears throat> one, of the, one of the reasons for her doing that and inviting us into, you know, in a sense, right into more discomfort in, in a time where we're already reeling uh, is because she really believes in the value of proximity to suffering. That if one's heart is not broken in a time of suffering, we can't really be of service. And so maybe what I'm doing today is inviting you into considering that the broken heart itself is a, a site for clearing. Recording in progress. Thank you for sitting and sipping and chewing on stuff with us today. Uh, I mentioned <clears throat> a book about pranayama. Uh, I think it. I think the title is just pranayama, but I haven't looked at it in a bit. Anyway, the author. Gregor Mela, M, I believe it's M-A-E-H-L-E. And it's not a beginner's book. Um, and he, uh, he's a very advanced and somewhat ascetic practitioner, I would, I would say. So, you know, the book has that tone. And, the, and for me, uh, as a more moderate and less ascetic practitioner, there's a lot in the book that doesn't feel completely germane to my practice. And at the same time, it's such a helpful, uh, very rigorous uh, kind of scholarly compilation of different yoga texts. So it is really helpful for a sort of overview of some of the um, classical and traditional philosophical approaches to, to breathing. So... Uh, I do recommend it with those sort of strange caveats. And uh, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with me, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Adam Grassi. And you can find me on the World Wide Web. If you still visit websites that aren't social media, uh, you can find me at my website. So quaint. It feels very quaint to have a website right now. 
adamgrassi.com. My last name is spelled G-R-O-S-S-I. And over to you, Suze. <laughs> I also have one of these quaint websites. <laughs> if you should so want to wander over, you can find me at beingt.com. But I'm also on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff at being T too. So you can find me those easy places. Uh, and also just a reminder that Tea and Contemplation is recorded as a live studio session every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. So you are welcome to join us uh, with a, a live group and practice in community if you would so like to do that. Information on how to join us live or how to support the show is available in our show notes. And we hope to see you here sometime soon.